A Cadmian Victory by M.J. Bradley Read by Sam Gabriel Based on the works of J.K. Rowling Chapter 90 Flowers from the Storm Agdol's shadow paced the length of the blind in his office and muttered gobbledygook drifted from the half-open door. Someone probably broke his precious rules, Fleur crossed her ankles. But not me, not this time at least. He's pissed. Bill leant back in the chair at the edge of her desk. All the goblins have been out here recently. Someone's gone on down below, I reckon. Voldemort stirred them up. Fleur glanced at her enchanted quill and quirked an eyebrow. Down below? He threw a glance at Agdol's shadow. How much do you know about goblins? French history with them? Fleur watched him drag his chair around beside hers and raised her eyebrows when he got within arm's length. Why? Sign up much. Bill threw another glance at Agdol. Not much less than me, though. He fiddled with the dragon fang, bouncing out of the ball of his thumb. So, from what I've gathered, Gringotts are just like a trading outpost. All the branches are. And? Well, he shrugged and scratched his cheek. They're like the tips of the iceberg. A whole bunch of different clans and kingdoms down there underneath Gringotts. Takes a few years to start to recognize them for the gobbledygook or the symbols. Some of them have cut off from the surface altogether, I think. Some are happy as things are, but most... Aren't? Yeah. Bill shifted a little closer and lowered his voice. Long memories, goblins. Some of it's in their language, though, if you pay attention. They call the Alps Uxtardenag, which means peaks of our bones. And they're opportunistic bastards, goblins. Every time some wizard in conflict pops up, they get all shifty. Reckon they'll all be thinking about another rebellion more and more the longer this war goes on. But they still live under the Alps? Fleur threw a glance at the clock as Agdol stomped from his office and out toward the apparition point, his briefcase in hand. Half the wars against goblins were fought under the Alps. Agdol's not coming back if he's taken this case, she pursed her lips. If I can get rid of Bill, I can go check on the knots. Yeah, under them. They want their land above the surface back. Bill's gaze dropped to her fingers and a faint frown passed across his face. Lost the ring? No. Fleur slipped out of her seat on the far side and ushered her quills away. It's in the drawer. Not wearing it. Bill leant back in his chair. Thought you liked it. My boyfriend didn't like it. Fleur cleared her desk. It's an interesting puzzle, but not all that pretty. Right, your boyfriend, of course. He rolled his eyes. If you're done early, we can grab a drink or something. I've had enough of the idiots downstairs for one day. To Dick's thought it'd be funny to trip me into a cursed wardrobe at lunch. It grabbed me everywhere. Never felt so violated in my life. He chuckled, then the laughter faded from his face. Speaking of the war, though, you thought about my offer? Like, well, look, I consider you a friend, even if you are French. And those death ears are nasty pieces of work. No. Fleur slipped her wand back through her belt. To both. Bill sighed. Will you at least promise to think about it if things get worse, so let me combine with a friend or two and put up some wards for you? She laughed. I would be surprised if your friends can ward things better than I can. We've had ten years' experience warding, Bill grimaced. You're a really stubborn girl, you know. It annoys me almost as much as I like it. Ten years' experience stopping porkies from working? Flora turned her nose up. 
And I left Bobberton. I could have joined the French version of your unspeakables. Shit. Bill's jaw dropped. Guess I should warn my boys you'd do worse than slap them. Fleur let her magic darken her eyes a few hues. Much worse. And I'm not the one they'll need to worry about. How they would kill them. His cold, hard green eyes glowed amongst her thoughts. He'd kill them all, and so he should. Anything between us and our sunset doesn't deserve mercy. I'm leaving. She locked her drawer with a tap of her wand. I'll see you tomorrow. If you really need to come and check I've not broken anything or lost any fingers. Right. Bill slid his chair back to its normal spot. I'll see you tomorrow, love. He strode away. Flair shot a dark look after him. Decent guy you might be, but you're pushing your luck. The last thing I need is Katie Bell seeing you try something and start whispering in Ellie's ear. He panicked just seeing us have a conversation. She took a deep breath and smothered a little flare of heat. It wouldn't help her anyway. Harry will never choose her over me. Even if he seems to treat her almost the same. Their embrace spun round and round before her mind's eye. He has no trouble at all getting close with her. I bet he tells her his secrets too. He talks to her about me, after all. Fleur closed her eyes and pictured a wild, unkempt field beneath lime leaves and a dying pine, apparating into wet grass and scattered poppies. A tangle of dark-leafed, white-flowered rhododendrons screened everything but the chimneys and roof of the house from view. She disillusioned herself and crept through sweet-scented bushes to where a low wall ran between the wild grass and neat-trimmed flat lawn, the damp and cold soaked through her shoes and socks into her feet. That's where I would put the world if I was going to put one up. She stretched her sense of magic out and found the endless abyss of the unyielding shield charm beneath the thin layers of anti-apparition and portkey wards. Impressive, but with both Harry and I not a problem. And there is nothing to let anyone inside know someone's broken through the wards, are there? Three loud cracks rang out across the grass. A trio of figures appeared before the wall a dozen steps along, and the fianto duty wavered and vanished. Two silver masks shone either side of a blank white one. I really don't want to go back there. The middle figure's silver mask gleamed in the sunlight. I've not put any of the walls back, sure, but the place is still a death trap. There's nobody down there but the caretakers, Rookwood. Knott's dark robes faded away to reveal smart blue ones, and he tucked his silver mask away beneath them. Grindelwald killed all the real unspeakables. First thing he did when we got involved in the war. Fudge and all the idiots that have run the place since then have refused to spend any money on restarting it. That we know of, Rookwood said. Could be a couple down there waiting for me tomorrow. I can't even wait till the evening, because I'm supposed to cause trouble during the lunchtime shifts change as a decor before I leave. Tomorrow lunchtime? Silver mask means in a circle, too. She scowled. I'll have to be working then, Meryl. The third figure vanished with another loud crack. Junction's pissed. Not laughed a rough laugh. Don't think he's pleased with the Dark Lord's comeback. He's pissed because the Dark Lord has stuck us out here and said we're not to talk to anyone. Rookwood balled his fists and kicked at the grass. He wanted to go have some fun with muggles. Fleur pursed her lips, then apparated back home onto the landing. Munko? She knocked upon the door to the spare room. I know you're brooding in here. Harry pulled the door open and smiled at her, 
Runes of purple flame hovered in the air behind him. You'll back early. Fleur watched the runes flicker and narrowed her eyes at him. Did I interrupt you doing something dangerous that you decided not to tell me about? Harry twitched. You interrupted me planning to do something dangerous I hadn't quite gotten around to telling you everything about. Fleur pushed him back into the room with one finger and tossed her hair over her shoulder. What is it? She closed her eyes. A swirling ball of intent surrounded her like the eye wall of a storm, its winds throbbing like a racing heartbeat. What does it do? Decreases my recovery time. Harry swept the runes away with his wand. One of the ones in Salazar's book. I've tweaked it a bit today to make sure it works for me. Fleur stole his chair and rested her heels on the desk, pulling her shoes off one at a time and setting them on the floor. I visited the knot house just now. Huh? Harry stepped behind her and massaged her back with his thumbs. Anything interesting? Two things. Fleur closed her eyes and let out a little sigh as his fingers worked into her muscles. One, the wards are strong, but not very smart. So we'll have no trouble getting in. Two, Rookwood, who's not on your list, seems to be in the inner circle and is slipping into the Department of Mysteries tomorrow. I'm not really doing much tomorrow, Harry murmured. I could hang about and wait for Rookwood if the Oros don't catch him first. I don't know anything about him, do you? I know he's going during the shift change for the Oros at lunch, and he's one of the ones that got broken out of Azkaban. Fleur lent her head back and gave him a warm smile. Feels really good to keep doing that. I guess I can ambush him. Harry yawned and pressed a kiss to her forehead, running his hands down her back until all the stiffness melted away from her body. At the very least, it's one less inner circle member to worry about. And you'll no doubt that be I can't come, she accused. A little bit. Harry shot her a rueful grin. I like knowing you're safe. A small pout crept onto her lips. Well, I'm going to take a shower and then play with my new toy. Ah. A gleam of curiosity sprang up in Harry's eyes. Your box. My box? Fleur bounced out of her chair and plucked her shoes off the desk. But now I could really use a warm shower. My feet are cold and wet. You want to cook something away for Gabby? Harry called. Wait for Gabby. Fleur poked her head back in through the door. We might decide to go somewhere nice in France. End of chapter 90 For the text of this and other stories, visit alltheblankcanvas.com, as well as patreon.com slash theblankcanvas. Music by As I Walk Into the Abyss Blinded. QA assistance by Sakiko and Ohana. If you would like to commission me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch using the contact information on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as links to my Patreon page, to which I hope you consider subscribing to support me, and my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.